going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to the Grave Consequences podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer Greg at X Maserati. Follow the show at GC underscore cast. And as always, check out me every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite on Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. That is a hero movie-based podcast. The night before this episode drops, this episode of Grave Consequences that you were listening to, we will be dropping our 2005 through 2009 Revisited podcast. That being said, we are here to review Season 3, Episode 3 of Lucha Underground. The title of that episode is Ultimate Opportunities, and Greg, if you don't mind, we can get right into it, man. Let's go. All right. So we start off with Rey Mysterio and El Dragon Azteca Jr. training in the ring. And Rey tells Azteca, like, hey, don't lose focus. Like, I know you're angry with Pentagon, but, like, let's let's focus on what we need to focus on. And Rey has a good pearl of wisdom. He says, Pentagon has a lot of enemies, a lot of enemies. Let them destroy him. And Azteca's just not having it. Like, Azteca is purely just pissed because he got his arm broken, you know, three weeks or three episodes ago. So I can't blame him, but we see out of nowhere, everyone's favorite Guerrero Chavo Jr. shows up and yeah, he comes in, compromises Azteca and he tells Ray, you know what? You, you didn't teach him about La Familia Guerrero, but you know, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I will. So, so Chavo's coming in being a dick as usual. And looks like we got a little uh, something, something going on. It's actually considering the the players in the story. It's actually, and I think their match is the the next episode. It's actually really good. I liked it. And as critical as we've been of Ray getting the win over Puma, over you know Dragon Azteca's feud with Black Lotus, yeah, and and Chavo. This is actually a lot of elements in this that I liked. The story of like they seem to have like almost like Greek Roman heroes where like they're they're headstrong going after revenge and they get burned by it. You know, they fly too close to the sun. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's an element of, you know, the crafty veteran versus the, you know, the talented rookie that gets caught in the rolling leg lock. I, I think that's what our rolling knee bar he caught him in. Uh, so they're showing that Chavo is very technical. And very crafty, and that's what Dragon Azteca has to learn if he does plan on beating Pentagon, because he just got rolled up by a right. And and Ray is right. Dragon Azteca, based on this these kayfabe elements, he's not ready. And he's right. You what you said, the pearl of wisdom is you know, Pentagon has a lot of enemies. 
I mean, even out of kayfabe, uh, excuse me, kayfabe, he's kind of fucked. Like he kind of, you know, his his they 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 rebranded him yeah. before <laughs> before they buried him basically. Yeah. And in contrast, you know, even though I wasn't really, I think it was, I think it's next episode. I wasn't really, my head wasn't into it because I was dealing with other stuff. But I like what they're doing with Puma. I'll say that. So there, it's funny because. Lucha Underground does so much right, but then they do a lot wrong. And uh, this, but this storyline and this, this, this sequence and the the follow up match, I liked a lot. Yes, yes, this sequence and the match, the match. By the way, uh, we'll talk about it in the next episode. Not a lot going on. It was really more based in story, from what I could recall. But you know, a, a good story though. You know. Yeah, good story. It was mainly catch as catch can be, or is that am I saying that right? What's catch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it was very grapple and technical heavy, which I like. I like those kind of Zack Saber kind of matches. It's not that caliber, but like I like that kind of yeah. technicality, which I was able, which will will pull me into a match quickly. And but there was story elements into in the match as well. So like like you just said, it's. They're doing good with this, surprisingly. Because like, you, you, if you just told me the characters involved, I, I, I wouldn't care. Yes. Nope. <clears throat> <laughs> so with that in mind, we go to we go to the temple, inside the temple, you know, in the arena, fans and everything, blah blah blah. Dario is back with the Dial of Doom, and I'm going to list off the names that were on this dial here before we reveal who fate was smiling upon. We have Dr. Wagner Jr., Prince Puma, Dario's Choice, Johnny Mundo, Killshot, The Mac, El Dragon Azteca Jr., The Mariposa, and Chavo Guerrero Jr. So we got those names to choose from. And who would fate smile upon? Thank God it was The Mac. This match was awesome. Okay, Jeff Cobb and Willie Mac, that's going to be amazing. Anytime. Do you know how those like on on wrestling? Because you know he he says his original idea. He's he's you know. Yeah, he's being uh, facetious. <clears throat> do you know how they do that? Do they have like a magnet in there to make sure it stops on the right wrestler? Because they you know they don't have a match plan for each person. Like they have no. Have like I would. A... I, yes, obviously they <clears throat> they rig that. They goose that. I would assume that yes, there's a magnet there. That would make sense. Yes. But that being said, Matanza versus the Mac. Matanza's waiting at the bottom of the steps, which, bruh, imagine walking walking to war and you got Matanza staring at you. A man in a Duke Drozzy jumpsuit with the arms cut off and a big old freaking Hannibal Lecter style mask. Like, no thank you. He looks very similar to the hero from Splatterhouse. If you Google that video game, yeah, you know, our Jason. He he looks incredible, and and you know rewatching these this uh, season, I'm really impressed with Matanza more than yeah. I was before. It, again, his finisher is a finisher that is hard for some people to buy as a finish. Yes, and that's what kind of hurts him, I believe, because they sell it as a finisher that ends people. Which yes, he, they sell it like the one winged angel, right? Like a tombstone pile driver. Exactly. And and it's just not I like it, but 
I it, it, it it's still hard for me to buy as a finish. Whereas his Germans, or even his clothesline, are like easier to believe because they're more physical. This is more of a show off showboating move. So it doesn't really. They probably should have had him do something different other than the tour of the islands for his finisher. Yeah, I would what agree. They, what do they call it here again? <clears throat> Wrath of the Gods. Yeah, I mean, it would have just been better if they called it something else. And and they yeah. just are, they had him do a different move, I, I think. And, and there's so many moves to choose from. So, I mean, this is, you know, hindsight 2020. Yeah. But real quick, the first thing the Mac does is he starts the match on the outside of the ring with a stunner. And from that, he gets three singular, or pardon me, three one counts. Not not one three count, which he would need to become champion. But, you know, three one counts, because Matanza is awesome. Oh, by the way, when uh, Stryker is running down the list of the people that trained Willie Mac, Lil Cholo gets a shout-out. Do you remember who Lil Cholo played on this show? Would that be... Uh... Not Cortez. Give me a guess here. Come on, pal. Cortez Castro and who is the other guy? It's the other guy. It's a it's a Mr. Cisco. Mr. Cisco. Yep, that's who it is. Yep, exactly. I thought that was a pretty cool uh, little Easter egg, you know. As soon, by the way, as soon as Matanza got the momentum, he just started clawing at Matanza or at the at the Max face, and that that's pretty jarring. I'm going to be honest with you. <clears throat> also. Dario throughout is coaching Matanza and he's like telling him like go after the neck like just like go after his neck come on man Dario is so good and he is not used as much I I don't know why AEW hasn't scooped him from MLW he's I like MLW but he's Dario is a an AEW level talent I think I would agree sir I would agree as by the way, Dario, like I said, he's coaching him. At one point, the Mac kind of like gets a second gust of wind. He yells, "That's all you got, bitch!" I like uh, it when Dario is kind of like, "You need to count faster" when he talks to the ref. Yeah, that that was really good. I would agree. I would agree. The Mac dives onto Matanza outside the ring for a lucha chant. The finish would come when Matan, or pardon me, when the Mac goes for a frog splash, but Matanza gets his knees up and then Matanza nails the wrath of the gods and Matanza is still your Lucha Underground champion and and the, I don't know if you heard some boos as soon as the mat, the move was pulled off because people knew huh. yeah it was, it's just too lackluster of a yeah. finish it's kind of like Wasteland I think we've made this comparison before it's kind of like when Wade Barrett would do Wasteland yeah because I, I like that move but I understand some moves don't look good as finishers, and it's unfortunate. Like they could be legitimate ways to end them for a real fight, yeah. but to make them safe can make them look so shitty. Like I hate it. I hate it when a submission's applied like half-assed. When I can tell the refer, when I can tell the wrestler is looking at the ropes to see if his opponent's crawling, and to crawl with him. Like yeah. I can, it takes me out. Like I, or when someone slaps on a shitty, you know, cobra clutch. Because yeah. the Cobra Clutch is like real, you can yes. you, you can really do that. Uh, so it's just it's one of those moves where uh, we're I'm beating a dead horse, but it's just not a good finish. 
Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. By the way, after the match, Dario is celebrating with his brother, and he actually puts his foot on top of the Mac. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, it was really good. It was really He's, good. Did you say he said, I don't know if you heard it, but he said, it's the return of the Mac? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Dario loves making those really dated references. Even in 2016, dated reference references. So. Oh, I love it, too. I. <laughs> It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. So after that, we cut to somewhere on the open road. Son of Havoc is watching these famous B commercials. And Son of Havoc is like, I hate that guy. And so does his little buddy, Masquerita Sagrada. And this was when I remembered that Lucha Underground had a uh, sponsorship deal with Bagel Bites because Mrs. Havoc brought down Bagel Bites for Masquerita and Son of Havoc. I love this. It reminded me of, too. dude, it reminded me of, I don't know if, if you were watching WWE when they were getting partnered with Chef Boyardee and some kind of like three hour energy or something. Five hour energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like they would just do all kinds of shitty product placement deals or hungry man dinners. I remember Booker T was doing a bunch of those. I thought this was hilarious because they, they, I don't know if the, I think it was like the last episode or the episode before that. Daria was saying that Son of Havoc is is at home with his mama, living in his mama's basement, and he's literally in his mom's basement. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, Masquerita says, uh, thank you, Mrs. Havoc. And Mrs. Havoc says, call me Linda. Is she anybody I recognize or should recognize? No, I think think it's just a random actress. Okay, she seemed very, like, 90s family movie kind of character. Hmm. I mean, that may be what they were going for. But, hey, um, Son of Havoc's mom's name is Linda, for what it's worth. Linda McMahon? Yes, Linda McMahon Havoc. Uh, We cut to Dario in his office when Johnny barges in and demands a title shot. Uh, Dario says, hey, no, but you can get a trios title rematch or it's nothing. Johnny says, you know what? No, we're not. No, I'm not. I'm going to my dojo. Ty is with him, and Ty says, well, looks like you need a replacement. Dario says, yeah, I guess his loss is your gain. Oh, and by the way, Dario was doing coke. I thought that was hilarious, because I think they've hinted at it before, but they're like, fuck it, he's a cokehead. Yeah. I love it. It was great. Yes, he was obviously doing cocaine. By the way, we cut to our next match. Aha, Tejano versus Cage. Great match. Nope, did we lose you? That this will be for the ultimate opportunity. And uh, we... Did you lose me? You've been breaking up a little bit, sir. Oh my god, yeah. I thought you might have lost me. So we were... You were taught... You you would just mention the match. Tejano versus Cage. Yep. And Dario, Dario comes out before the match, and he says, like, hey, you know what? I was really disappointed you guys didn't make the finals of For a Unique Opportunity, but I respect you guys so much. I'm going to let you fight for the ultimate opportunity, and of course, it's Dario. We don't know what that means. Usually, it's it's usually underwhelming, really, but funny. Yes. Usually. Or it's like, hey, you won this, but if you lose this next match, you're you're like, you're banned from the temple. Yeah, they're like really like they kind of have a good outcome, but like if you fail, it fucking sucks. So it's like, do you really want to win his challenges? Exactly, exactly, dude. 
They usually um, come come right after fighting like a match or two first, too. Yes, exactly. And Dario says, you know what? If you want to find out what it is, win this match. And this match, this was a Haas fight. And Cage gets the win after a big discus lariat. And I really enjoyed this match for what it was. It's rather short, but I enjoyed it. It was really good. It was yeah. two big dudes beating the shit out of, of each other and very and doing a very well done job. Like it was never boring. It was always impactful, and it was a nice discus lariat. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cage gets the win, and Dario says, "Like, hey, you won this match, but you got to win at least two more times." Because this is a best of five, and I wrote down, what the fuck? It's going to be, you would think it'd be really hard for them to have so many good matches in yeah. in, in the series. But, I mean, this is a way to make it so Tejano doesn't have just a loss against Cage. He can get a few wins, which is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That will help him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We cut back to the office, and Dario got something in the mail, and the first thing he sees is a Get Fame hat. <laughs> and, then there's some, and then we see some pictures of something sensitive. Did you get a grasp on what those pictures were? It was a dilapidated building with a dilapidated doll. Seriously? It's a creepy doll, like really damaged. You'll, you'll remember, I mean, maybe you already do remember what it leads to, but... Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I know where exactly where. <laughs> Azteca then barges in and says, hey, like, I want to match with Pentagon. Azteca says, well, you won't be sorry. Dario says, you may be. And then Ricky Mandel shows up and Dario says, like, hey, you want these pictures? Go ahead. Yeah, Ricky comes in saying, like, hey, I, I haven't had a match in a while. He's like, look, I'm busy. And he's like, oh, cool pictures. And it's like <laughs> kind of weird. I would think those are cool pictures. He's basically yeah. a, very, a very big fan of creepy pastas and you know, videos like that, like on on the web. Yeah. So uh, he took to it, and Dar- Dario's like, "What pictures?" Because he had just thrown them away, and then they appeared right on his desk. So he's like, he he immediately recognized, like, "Oh shit, this is possessed." Yeah, you go ahead and take it, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the man that would not die in a horror movie because he goes, "Oh shit, this place is haunted," and leaves. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> <laughs> Then Chavo shows up and says, we need to talk. So three people in a row just barge into Dario's office. And it was funny because I think Ricky was like, hey, man, he doesn't feel like talking to anybody right now. And Chavo's like, who the fuck? <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> but does does Chavo have any... Friends? Does he have any, like... I'm thinking, I'm asking in kayfabe, in kayfabe does he have something... Dario to leverage Dario to do stuff for him just because like last he was on the run from Mexico and then Mexico got its revenge and I don't think he's double crossed Dario recently I'm just kind of losing track of who he can extort you know or is this am I leaning into this too hard no, you're right I have no idea what kind of leverage that Chavo has that he like I don't know I really don't. Hmm. I was just trying to think that because of where, where this leads, but I'll, I'll let you move the show along. <clears throat> Fair enough. 
We get to our main event, the Lucha Friends of Aerostar, Drago, and Phoenix defending the Lucha Underground Trios Championship against the Worldwide Underground Trio of PJ Black, Jack Evans, and Taya. So no Johnny Mundo. By the way, this match, the story of it was basically like a three-on-two because Jack Evans kept screwing around. Yeah, this goes to like what we always kind of like hammer away about how he's underused in AEW. Yes. Jack Evans had a broken jaw during these episodes. His jaw was wired shut. Okay, okay. And that's why he was pouting and not shouting. But, you know, even without talking, he was telling a story of being a little bitch boy, but it's still a story, and it was still entertaining. Oh, did we lose you again? No, you didn't lose me. Okay. But I, I thought Jack Evans was hilarious in this, and... You know, it was kind of showing that in storyline, like there's a little bit of disharmony in in their group to make it seem like this the uh, the super friends have a chance at beating them. And it was it was a good match. PJ Black was great. The Darewolf, yeah, P- dude. Yeah, the Darewolf was great, and so was Taya. Basically, like, everyone was great, except Jack, who was great doing his own thing, because yeah, he was, apparently, apparently his jaw was broken. Yeah, he was being a shit heel, like he was being like a uh, Tai Chi, you know, just yeah. getting out of the ring when the match starts, you know, walking away, just getting that kind of heat, and he did well. Like you said, Taya, like, I, I, I'll, I'll still, I mean, I think I'm justified in saying that she's better than Ivelisse. She gets in there with these guys, and she can hang. Yeah, for sure. For sure. By the way, the the Technicos do get the win, but after the match, Johnny joins the Worldwide Underground, and he assaults the Lucha Friends until Sexy Star runs in for the save. Did, was there, was this the match where PJ got onto the, he did a springboard on the ropes, but then he was caught with a Hurricane Rana off that springboard? I do believe so, yes. That was so dangerous. I had just watched the GCW World event, and yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if you saw it. Like everyone was telling me not to watch it, but I had to. I didn't finish yeah. it. The ladder match was the scariest fucking ladder match because they had the wobbliest ladders. Yeah, and even, even the one dude fell and landed on the ropes. <laughs> it was like, and and after seeing that, I was a little worried when he did the springboard, but they did it perfectly well as perfect as you can do it was amazing the the hurricane rana yeah yeah i i agree i agree sir but oh my gosh like i said sexy star runs in for the save so we probably got an eight man or pardon me eight person tag match coming in the near future i would assume i think it's safe to say yes i would agree i would agree after that, we cut to Dario in his office once again. He's in there with Rey Mysterio, and Dario tells Rey that Azteca wanted Pentagon, but he's facing Chavo. And the winner of that gets to face Pentagon. And by the way, since I know you're so close to the situation, you get to be the ref. It's it's an interesting... like I Here's the thing is, I don't... What does Chavo get out of this setup? Uh, he gets a chance to beat the man who broke his arm. Is Chavo the kind of guy that wants that opportunity? Apparently he is right now. 
fair enough. So he either beats the Pentagon, or he either beats Dragon Azteca and, and sticks it to Rey and Dragon Azteca, or he loses and he hopes that Dragon Azteca gets his arm broken. Yeah. Because Seems Rey... Like yeah, because Rey doesn't want Dragon Azteca to fight Pentagon. No. No. So he's kind of like... Uh, Chavo's kind of put Rey in an unwinnable situation, almost. Yes. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. But with that, we can grade this episode now, sir. And this was kind of kind of story heavy. It wasn't offensive, but by and large, not not super memorable. I'm gonna give this a C plus. I'm gonna give it a B, and that's a subjective B, just because like I found so many elements of the Chavo Dragon Azteca storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed the. I like Jack Evans. I like that match. I, I like Taya in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Dario was hilarious. Yeah. Was this the episode where Dario talks about Black Lotus, or is that tomorrow's or the next episode? I don't remember him bringing up the Black Lotus in either of these episodes, man. Well, I'll say it in both recordings then. Uh, he mentions that she had to go to... Well, she actually shows up in the next one, I believe. Spoilers, but yes. Yeah. I'll save it for next episode then. Fair enough. But I'm giving it a B. B. That That's a good grade, man. That's a good grade. Folks, that is the show. We thank you for listening. And remember, if you get in the ring with Matanza, you just may suffer grave consequences.